Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Have you lost a loved one in the past year? You're not alone. Up to 754,000 people have died from the COVID virus and their families are affected. Today, Pastor Mel Waters will minister to you. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a returning guest and a lifelong friend. Uh, pastor Mel Waters is the associate pastor of New Life Church, a mega church in Colorado Springs. And he has done, over the past 20, 25 years, he's done 750, approaching 1,000 funerals. He is a funeral chaplain, so to speak, for the church. Welcome to the program, Pastor Mel. How are you, sir? Super, thank you so much for having me. So I'm a former Navy chaplain. I've known you back from when we were in the Air Force together uh, 25 years ago, but you've been in professional ministry now for a quarter century. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you very much. And you and your wife, Betsy, will be celebrating. Uh, you're about to turn 70. Yes, I'll be 70 on the 26th of November. Well, that's right around the Thanksgiving season. And so many people now, thankfully, are able to get back together after taking last year off. For example, I didn't go back for Thanksgiving in 2020 because of the COVID travel restrictions, honestly. Uh, but now people are gathering together. We hope they're taking precautions. We hope everybody is you know, uh, tested and safe. Um, but there is a ministry need here because so many have lost loved ones in the past year. That's exactly right, and as we were discussing earlier, one of the problems is that the loved ones were not able to get the proper closure. For example, I did services where they could only have 10 people in the funeral home, and then if you went to the graveside, you had to stand at your car while they buried the loved one. I'm not normally used to that. Normally, I'm used to having funerals with 50 to 100 or two or 300, as many as 5,000 people in the auditorium, and this COVID thing prevented that. So I know there are some government restrictions and, and we defend religious freedom here. We want people to be able to assemble. Uh, and yet sometimes for, for personal safety reasons, families have chosen not to have a big worship service. Uh, what, what have you observed and what do they do instead? A lot of them, the big thing now is a lot of people have streaming or virtual funerals. And uh, that was really a, a real downer during the COVID thing because a lot of older people were not used to watching a funeral on TV as they looked at it. And a lot of my services have gone from having people there to having streaming capabilities during the service. So what is your observation? Have the number of deaths or number of funerals that you've done personally in, increased or, or what's the trend? For me, they haven't increased that much. I haven't done that many COVID funerals, interestingly enough. Uh, and we didn't talk about this before, the, before we talk, came on the air, but a lot of my funerals within the past year and a half have been drug funerals. People that are, are dying from things like, you ever heard of fentanyl? Overdose from fentanyl, we just yes. talked about that, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I did one for a 23-year-old recently where his drug dealer brought him a marijuana joint laced with fentanyl. 
killed him. And those are the kind of issues I'm dealing with. I'm telling people that if you live past 40, you're going to live a long time. Most of the people I'm burying are younger people now. But for the ones that I've had that have died from COVID, those have been terrible because the family was not able to reach the proper closure. Yeah, and there is uh, also a marked rise in suicides. Have you heard about this? Oh, yes. In fact, um, three years ago, and I never told you this, but I had, uh, let's see, what was it? 11 suicides in two months, ages 18 to 38. Oh, my. And, and as a mega church pastor, there are you know thousands of families in New Life Church. Um, this is kind of your primary role. You're not the teaching pastor in the spotlight on Sundays, but you minister to these families ongoing. I do, I minister to them before the service. In fact, I've pretty much written the book on funerals for our church. But also I wanna quickly mention, New Life Church does funerals not just for our members, but also for people that are not members. We do a lot of high level funerals, i.e. first responders or policemen or people like that. And we're here to serve the community and not just the members of New Life Church. I'm so thankful for that and and with Rachel's house downtown, you're ministering to uh, homeless women or poor women uh, with, with uh, I attended a big policeman's funeral that was held, it was like a citywide event. The sheriff spoke and everybody after an officer was killed in the line of duty, thank God for what New Life Church is doing here in Colorado Springs. And that's Mary's home, yeah. Mary's home. Mary's home, yeah. So what what I've done there, I've written an entire um, work on how to do high-level funerals, and I break it down into three different portions, and other churches are using that material when they have situations like that, because it's like putting on a giant presentation, and you've got to be aware of all the high-level people that are coming, the governor, the mayor, and different people like that, and how not to let them uh, get wrapped around the actual with their comments and keeping everybody in their proper position. So what do you say? Uh, I mean, there there's so many people now, and even if it's a streaming service or you're, you're ministering on the front lines to sometimes the widow or uh, a parent of a, of, a, of a lost child and they're struck with grief, how do you find hope in that terrible situation? Well, the first thing I do is I try to get in contact with them one-on-one. No matter what I'm doing, I will drop it, and I will go to their home, and I will sit with them. I will hold their hand. I'll tell you one situation I had that kind of epitomizes this. I had a young lady that was uh, killed in an accident, and um, I had a student pastor with me, and I took him to meet with the family. And mom and dad were devastated, Uh, obviously. She was a young girl, beautiful girl, was killed by a drunk driver. And so... The mom and dad came up and sat down. For the first 10 minutes, I just sat there and cried with them. Because the Bible says that we weep with those that weep. And then after about 10 minutes, she said, okay, Pastor Mel, what do we need to do now? And then we got into the administrative stuff. Yeah, so grieving is the first step. That is exactly right. And I think most important step is listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. See, I've taken all these classes in biblical counseling, hermeneutics, homiletics, and all that stuff. But the most important thing I do as a pastor is say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah, that's important. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into the Psalms and and how they can help people who are grieving through the loss of a loved one. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The MyPillow Topper, for the first time, has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined in studio by Pastor Mel Waters of New Life Church. Uh, you know, if there was a, a franchise, it would be Funerals Are Us, and that's, that is your business. Un unfortunately, this is kind of uh, the process that we're in as a nation, having lost now up to 754,000 Americans death, died because of the COVID vaccine, uh, not the vaccine, but well, some people are maybe affected by the vaccine too, but the virus is horrible, and, and we, don't, we don't wanna diminish the loss of any one individual. Every single soul is important to God. That is exactly right. And I think that uh, as Christians that love the Lord, we need to bring hope and we need to bring a picture of God's love to these people that are going through this. And when I deal with people that, by the way, I've had COVID myself. Uh, June, my wife and I both from like June 1st to June 15th were uh, in quarantine with COVID. And kind of a, well, it's not funny, but I got out of quarantine on the 15th of June, which was a Friday, and I did a funeral on, on Monday. Wow. You had to get back to work. What is the protocol, mm. and I'm not talking about government mandates because we have religious freedom, but for a mega church like yours, you must have certain COVID protocols in place. Yeah, we do. Our HR staff, they, uh, we had the, the masks and uh, the different uh, distances in our church and all that, and, and that was their procedure. And we went by that. And uh, we started out with uh, procedures for people to come into the church, and, and it worked out pretty well. But now we're pretty much back, hopefully, to close to normal in terms of people coming back to church. 
Is it safe for families to get together again? In your opinion, I'm, I'm, you're not a doctor, but, but sometimes it's necessary, especially when you're grieving the loss of a loved one, families have to come together. Is it okay to do that? Yes, it is. In fact, we haven't had any major issues in our church or people coming there over the past several months. But when it first started out, it was really tough on people because a lot of the people were afraid to come to church. That fear is, was the biggest problem. And, and what happened, I had one lady call me and she said, well, Pastor Mel, we love y'all and uh, we'll, send you, we'll, we'll send you our tithes, but we ain't coming back for a while. Yeah, <laughs> and church attendance is down nationwide. It's, it's, uh, it's a trend because people, especially older people, don't wanna get in big crowds. Well, here's the thing too, a lot of the older people, you're right, don't, and I'm not speaking as a, as, a, as a spokesman for New Life Church, but our attendance is pretty well right now, and I thank God that uh, people are coming back and are re-engaging, and, and we have a first Wednesday service, the first Wednesday of every month, and it's very well attended, and we thank God for that, and we haven't had a great increase in cases or anything, and we thank God for that because he's the one that's done it. Yeah, with, with so many people, a, a majority, I think here in Colorado, 69% have gotten the vaccine. Uh, and that's fine, Every, I don't have a religious objection to getting the vaccine. Um, I, I think a lot of people feel safe now coming back to church, coming back to large gatherings. The football stadiums are full, the, the basketball stadiums are full. Uh, people want to get together for social events, but now with Thanksgiving coming and, and with, with funerals or, or with religious worship, it's almost, there's a hunger for people to socialize again. Well, I, here's how I put it. When I was a kid, uh, my cousins from New York would bring us these these little kits with airplanes and cars that you glue together. And one thing I remember on the side, and this is how I believe, this is my view of church. It said this, some assembly required. Some assembly required. <laughs> Do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves as is the habit of some, it says in Hebrews 10. That's right. Well, thank you. Um, is there like, a social loss, when people haven't been getting together, has that contributed to depression and isolation and maybe the increase of suicide? I believe definitely the first two. I don't know that much about contributing to suicide. The suicide situations that I dealt with were different situations other than that, but definitely it does contribute to those things that you mentioned. And what I have to do as a pastor is I have to come in and allow people to understand the power of the Spirit of God in their lives and what God wants to do in them. And I think I told you before we started, Vance Havner once said this about life. He said, the, the real tragedy in life is not that we die, but what dies in us while we live. What dies in us while we live. What dies in people while they live. What do you mean? Here's what I mean by that hope can die. The desire to love people can die. The desire to get together can die. So what I try to do is stir that up in people to let them realize that God has put them here for a purpose and that their purpose has to touch other people's lives. The essence of the Christian life is that we're born again to have a tangential impact on other people's lives. And this is what I try to tell people. You have a purpose, you have a calling on your life. And that calling can only be fulfilled as you obey the good shepherd who is Jesus. You know, I'm sensing that there may be a grandparent watching this show. And because of fear, you have not <clears throat> seen your grandchildren in maybe months, but it's time to get back in their lives because those children need you and maybe your calling from God is to overcome that fear and become personally involved in helping raise them with their parents, of course. Uh, it, but, but we should not 
be separating families, even though there's some risk, I think the Lord would have us overcome that. I will totally agree with that. And what I would say to grandma and grandpa that are sitting there wondering is that your kids and grandkids need to hear your stories. They need to hear what God did in your life. They need to hear how he brought you this far because a lot of the young people feel like, well, you know, it doesn't make any difference. You need to show them that you are a living example of that difference. A living example of the difference that is found in the hope we have in Jesus Christ. We're gonna talk about the resurrection after this. We've been talking about death, but there is hope because Jesus is risen from the grave and maybe so is your loved one after this with Mel Waters. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God Get yours today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Oh, oh the, the 23rd Psalm funeral? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Pastor Mel Waters, who is now going to give us hope in the resurrection. We've been talking about deaths and funerals and ministering to people who have lost a loved one in the past year, especially that, that grief is still so raw and so fresh. 
what kind of hope can you offer? I offer hope from the scriptures. Uh, the Bible talks about the gospel. When we hear the gospel, we, talk of, we think of Billy Graham and people preaching. But the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15 is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You see, all other religions were two out of three. Christianity, not as a religion, but as a life, was three for three. Jesus died. He was buried, but he rose again for the remission of our sins. In addition to that, when I do baptisms, and when I teach the baptism portion at our church, I teach that baptism is a picture of the gospel. You have the death, the burial. Underwater. And the resurrection as you come out of the water. Nice. Yeah. I used to tell a joke at church when I preach this, that uh, we hold them until all the sin is gone, but I stopped saying that because we had some people get up and run out before the baptism. Oh, but, no. <laughs> we don't want to frighten everybody. Yeah, right? but, the, but, but the reality of it is this, is that the resurrection, see, Jesus was three for three, and because of that, we can have hope in the death of our loved ones who, have gone, who knew him and went on. We can have hope for grandma and grandpa that they will, you will see them again in what the Bible call a land that is fairer than day. A land that is fairer than day. So if Jesus died and he was buried, but then he rose from the grave, then we can have hope that your loved one who died and was buried is in some way resurrected from the grave to sit with Jesus in heaven. In addition to that, the Bible says also that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I think that in some way they can look in. I'm not saying we pray to the dead or anything like that, but they can see what we're doing and I believe they're cheering for us and I believe that they still believe in us and hope for us to do the best and to be the best that we can be. I like to think of my mom who has passed, uh, that maybe she's in heaven and maybe she's smiling uh, or maybe maybe chiding me a little bit when I don't get it right, but she's watching what I do and mom, I'm paying attention. Um, but, but Jesus is resurrected and now he is seated at the right hand of God to make intercession and prayer mm -hmm. for us. That is exactly right. He's seated at the right hand. There's only one time that he stood and that was for Stephen. Tell me. Okay, they were stoning Stephen and it said Jesus that stood in other words, out of, out of in, a, in a, a type of respect for what Stephen was doing. See, Stephen was preaching to them. He was doing pretty good till he called them stiff-necked. And that's when they started stoning him. Yeah. And I don't mean with marijuana, but I mean real rocks. And so what happened was in that passage, it talks about Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll have to, I think that's in Acts 7. We'll have to look up yeah. the stoning of Stephen. Jesus had preceded him in resurrection, mm -hmm. but stood up in heaven mm -hmm. to... Maybe I believe as an act of respect for what he did. You see, here's the deal, here's the deal. I believe that God cheers for us when we do things that honor him. Yeah. You've preached at some interesting funerals lately. Give us a couple of stories. I was telling you beforehand, I did one several months ago for um, some of your folks might understand the Bloods and the Crips, uh, the, the, the different gangs. I had a, uh, one of the gang members was murdered. And I was on the way to church to do the service. I had 400 of them, 200 bloods on the right, 200 crips on the left. And um, God spoke to me and said, I want you to preach today out of Psalm 23. And I'd never preached an evangelistic message out of Psalm 23. Everybody knows Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and all that. So what God showed me was to tell them 
that there's a new path they need to take. And that new path is led by the good shepherd whose name is Jesus. And so what I did, I went through the entire passage and I pointed to the casket and I said, he chose a path and it didn't turn out too well. But God wants you young people to know that he has another path for you. And that path is the path led by the good shepherd whose name is Jesus. And I said, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you will pray, I'm not forcing you to do this, but if you will pray with me, you have that invitation. Over half of them prayed with me to receive Christ from a passage out of Psalm 23. Wow, usually it's the New Testament to preach the gospel, but you use the Psalms. I used the Psalms. In fact, I had never looked at the Psalms in, a, in an evangelistic sense, but that's why I was telling you earlier that when I do services, I say, God, what do you want me to do? And you see, here's the deal. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And the good shepherd takes you on a different path and that's uh, the one spoken of in Psalm 23. That good path leads to glory. That good path leads to a safe life. That good path leads to a place where you fulfill God's calling and God's purpose in your life. There's somebody watching and maybe it's a grieving widow uh, or maybe it's a a parent who's lost a child, uh, but somebody is still feeling the pain of that loss. Can you speak to them? Yes, I can speak to that in the sense that, here's what I'd like to say to you, is that God knows your hurt. He knows what it is because he knows what it is to deal with the loss of a loved one. But because of that loved one being resurrected, you have the power not only to recover from that hurt, but to help others who don't have the hope that you have. The hope that you have is anchored in the cross of Jesus Christ. But as a result of that, that hope needs to be passed on from you to others who might not have that. And who knows, but that you might be the person God is using to bring life to those that feel like they no longer have life. And I pray that God would give you the strength, the courage to speak out, to pray, to intercede for those people in Jesus' name. Would you lead our audience in a word of prayer? You mentioned the sinner's prayer, for example, that you prayed with the bloods and the crypts and half of them came to Christ at a funeral. Uh, What is that prayer? And maybe you could offer to lead us in that. Okay, I would love to. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the good shepherd still walks with us and talks with us and leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. And I thank you that he overcame death. And Father, I pray that everyone listening right now would recognize, number one, that the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And I would invite you to pray with me right now. Dear Jesus, please come into my life and save me. I've tried to live my life without you. And I ask right now that you would come in and live your life through me. I believe the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins, come into my heart, and live your life through me in Jesus' name and in his strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Our guest has been Mel Waters. His email address, and this is, even if you don't attend New Life Church, you can write to him, mwaters at newlifechurch.org. Is it .org or .com? .org. .org, we had it wrong on the screen, .com, but newlifechurch.org is the website we endorse and support, of course, our friend, Pastor Brady Boyd and everyone who is doing great things at New Life Church. Uh, I'm Dr. Chaps, our website is prayinjesusname.org. Again, prayinjesusname.org, 
Please donate when you visit. If you prayed with us or if you need prayer today, pick up the phone and call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word donate to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word donate to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.